My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine Nice You're listening to the number one podcast For Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County This is O. On deck for today, guys, we've got another hot topic, a shooting right here in Olive Branch with our DeSoto County Sheriff's pretty pretty unreal, actually. A very, very short local news section. Of course, we've got our amazing dad jokes, a great motivational message. It's going to hit you pretty rough, as well as our random facts and stories you'd likely to know. And, of course, week one of our coaches special in our sports section. T, how's your week, man, brother? It's football time. That's right, brother. It We're is ready football to go. time. Man, I yes, saw a, I saw a thing on the internet last week that said that well actually it was two weeks ago. It says, uh, please understand this is the last weekend for the next five months without football. And man, That's I true. saw that and I got all jacked up and I was I even won some <laughs> NFL games yesterday. They had four back to back games oh, wow. on, the, on the NFL network yesterday and I I watched about two and a half of them, I guess. Uh, I fell asleep. Fell asleep on the last one. It was Cowboys at the Chargers. I don't even know who won. But the Ooh, Cowboys man, were beating the mess. <laughs> Cowboys beat the mess out of the Chargers. At least in the first half they did. But they didn't play anybody either. You know, Dak and all the boys. They just sat on the bench all the time, just collecting their checks. Um, so it's just evaluation games. Yeah, man. yeah, I know. But still, uh, yeah. uh, Patrick Mahomes played a full half yesterday. Well, you know, he's been you know, like that, man. I well, guess. you know, I'm just saying. People pay money to go see that stuff. They don't. They don't. They don't go to see the managers and the water boys suit up. So, but anyway, Amen. but it's been a good week. I hope you've got a good week. What's been going on with you, man? Uh, dude, it, it was. Uh, it's been a busy week, but I got some of the most tragic news I've ever heard yesterday. Believe it or not. Um, and it, it's really messed me up. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, I'm going to put this out here. Uh, one of my teachers, uh, a great, great lady, Miss Wilder, uh, her daughter graduated from Center Hill high school a few years back. Uh, a couple of our teachers even graduated with her and they work for us now. Uh, everybody in the building has been there more than five, six years knows her. So she, uh, the 21 year old, I believe she was 21 died in a tragic car accident, no. um, just the other night and on the Golly. way back to Jackson. And it's, uh, it's just horrible, man. It's just, That's- it's really upset the apple cart uh, at Center Hill High and uh, all, the, all the people because she was widely loved. She was a wonderful young lady, and it's just absolutely tragic and just makes you want to hug your kids a little bit tighter and you just, you know, what, what do you say other than you know, yeah. we pray for her and we're thinking of her and, you know, and just, you know, it's just a very difficult time. But that's kind of that's soaked up my whole mindset, so it's been, it's been really rough. Yeah. Well, God bless them and, the, and, and, and her family and all. And, and it, hey, all the staff at, at Center Hill High School, too. I know that's got to be tough on everybody. Yeah, no doubt. Guys, and like I said, if y'all know Miss Wilder, Heather Wilder, uh, you know, reach out. Let her know she's loved in this difficult time. And, uh, you know, be a support, you know, where you can. And that's just where it is, man. So, yeah, here's what it is. Well, T, I guess let's get over to our hot topics, man. Um, before we do, you know, we always got to talk about our number one realtor team, and that is Brian, Brian Couch, Couch and Team, team Couch. Guys, uh, if you are in the market to buy or sell a house in this really ever-changing market, it is so crazy how it's up, down, right, left, whatever you want to call it. 
You want to work with the best team? This is the team you want to work with, guys. They've got over 64 years of experience. They've been voted number one realtor team in DeSoto County over five times. There's nothing else I need to say. This is the premier team. If you want the best results, honest results, as well as they even offer a free market analysis if you're in the market to sell your house, they can let you know what it's worth uh, and all their professionalism that goes with it. So you can really give a taste for what they can bring to the table. Guys, if this is something you're interested in, go check out um, their their website. It's teamcouch.com. Or you can even call their office, which is 662-449-1700. Or you can call Brian's cell phone personally, which is 901-461-7653. Remember, every home needs a couch. T, big news in all the branch, man, for the Shelby County. Not Shelby County. Actually, DeSoto County. I get that mixed up sometimes. Uh, Sheriff's Department uh, had a little shootout right there at Bethel Road right by 78. Uh, I think right next to the the, uh, car wash, believe it or not. They were doing a sting to catch sex traffickers or child traffickers. There's not not a big distinction there. Um, But, man, they call it. They end up shooting the guy who was trying to run over an officer. Uh, he, he lived and was taken to a hospital, and he's been, uh, you know, charged with attempted murder. And it's just, uh, it's, it's unreal, man. Right here in the, you know, kind of the southern half of Olive Branch. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you, you, you always hate to hear stuff like this, but uh, I think I may have mentioned this early before uh, when I started uh, working with you on this. I have a very good friend of mine that I work with uh, whose husband uh, is a highway patrolman. And, uh, uh, well, he works for the highway patrol. He's no longer in this particular job, but he was an investigator uh, for quite some time. And he used to tell me, uh, quite often you would be surprised. You would be surprised how much human trafficking goes through our part of the state on I-22. Uh, and and he, he says he says that you, you would just be shocked about what's going on. So when when I have somebody who I trust and and is in the middle of all that or used to be in the middle of all that, tell me something like that. Unfortunately, you're going to hear something about all that along these lines every once in a while going on. Uh, I tell you what, though, glad to know that you know the deputy is okay. Glad to know that the that the guy was caught. Uh, I, I you know I read here that he's in non critical condition, which is good. So that way he can you know just just stay in jail a long time and think about what he's doing. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Agreed. but anyway, Agreed. yeah, that's that's tough. That's really tough. Really, really tough, man. All right, it's time for that news, T. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good friends, Michael Hatcher and Associates. T, get this. Michael Hatcher and Associates has put themselves on the map throughout the state and the nation. They were able to hold an expo right there at their office, right off, right there by Center Hill Road, right by our school, uh, where they invited over 80 of the largest uh, landscape and agricultural companies to come in and learn how they do business. That's where they've come into this, and they had and they and they got all eighty to come in wow. to do a full a few days of this expo where their employees got to show companies that came out of the state of Washington, Georgia, uh, Texas, all these places come over right here into Olive Branch, Mississippi to learn from the best in Mississippi. And that's pretty stellar. And guys, guess what? 
like we've told you each and every week, this company is exploding. They had, and the reason they are is because they, they do their employees right. Okay. Best benefits, best pay, a team atmosphere, take care of each other, family first, the whole nine yards. If this is a company you want to work for, guys, they are hiring right now, multiple positions. Go to their website, hatcherlandscape.com. You can see everything that they're needing, what kind of stuff they do. Maybe this is a place for you. Seriously, go check it out. And if you have any questions, call their talent acquisition manager and you can reach her at 662-755-3207 and they'll take care of any questions you might have. T, short short news this week, man. Short news, short news. All right, so in local news here, we're talking about there's a petition out there now to widen Highway 305. And, and yeah, not well, just that's one of three. That's one, one of three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about uh, widening I fifty five, Highway fifty one, and Highway three hundred five. So the uh, the petition, the advertisement for the petition says something along these lines: We're tired of sitting in traffic. Desoto County is constantly ranked as one of the most congested and gridlocked regions in the entire state of Mississippi. And the reason is simple. Our main entry and exit points simply are not wide enough to handle nearly two hundred thousand cars a day. That's just on I-55 in DeSoto County alone. Uh, actually, about 75,000 of those are in DeSoto County on I-55 alone. Uh, also, I-55, Highway 51, Highway 305, they are all the main entry points into North Mississippi for workers, residents, tourists, truckers, and everyone else in DeSoto, Tate, Panola, Lafayette, and many other surrounding counties. Even, our, even as our population growth has outpaced the rest of Mississippi, the widening of these roads has been ignored. For population and economic growth to continue in our county, the state and federal government must prioritize our state and federal highways. North Mississippi cities and counties are suffering from lost opportunities to grow jobs and population due to these outdated highways. You know, when I first moved to DeSoto County, Back in 2007, that's when they four-laned Church Road. That yep, all was going that. on during that time as well. And I remember at that time thinking to myself, why do they need a four-lane this? Then I learned about Goodman Road once, <laughs> once I moved to Olive Branch. And then I was glad that that happened. But then you look at the amount of growth that's just happened uh, on, out on the Church Road area as well. And that's even starting to get congested. So imagine that probably five times worse on the interstates coming to and from DeSoto County when people are trying to get to work. Hey, you leave Memphis, you go to a, a show at the Orpheum or whatnot as well on a weekend night, and uh, you know, you're coming back into DeSoto County and whatnot. You have a hard time moving around sometimes. Dude, it's and, a bottleneck. It's it a is. It is. It goes and from it, four or five lanes yeah. down to two, and it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, especially, you know, taking the exit off of 55 to go down to Church Road. I mean, sometimes it's backed all the way up uh, to the end of, it, end of the exit, and the right lane sometimes are, is jacked up and bottlenecked as well. So, uh, hey, you know, I hope this works. You know, people got to pay attention to what's going on. Because, look, I, I see it over here at 305 especially. You know, I travel the road quite a bit. I mean, it is two-lane all the way up from Tate County. And there's a lot of folks that live off that. There's a lot of people in Lewisburg, the southern part of Olive Branch, the heart of Olive Branch, all traveling north to get up to Germantown Road, to, you know, the Hacks, all these places on the east side of Memphis where a lot of people, where a lot of good jobs are, and a lot of people who live in Olive Branch want to be close by. It is a major thoroughfare, and if you go through there at the wrong times, you're going to be stuck there for 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. And Easy. that could be at multiple stoplights, multiple yeah. locations, you know, and it's just 
it is time for change, and it's going to require the state to get you know get in gear and, and get things rolling. So, if guys, if this is something you're passionate about, if you get one of these people who's stuck in these uh, these traffic jams constantly like that, I'd look, I'd be looking for this petition and uh, put your name on it. And let's go with it. Keep in mind, though, be careful what you ask for, because if they do widen it, imagine what the traffic's going to be like until they get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but what do they say? The ends justify the means? I that, guess you got to deal with it. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. Guys, if you own a house or a property that's in just bad shape, man, just outdated. Maybe it's, it's a got dump. Storm damage. Yeah, it's just a dump. You know, you just don't need it anymore, or you just need to get out of it quick. It's just not what you want to fool with. There's a great local company right here, Rodman Properties, that buys homes and properties that need this kind of repair, and they buy them fast for cash, and they take care of the person they're buying it from. Guys, if this is something you're interested in, you have a property like this or know somebody who has a property like this, Reach out to them, let them know, and go check out the website, iBuyDeSoto.com. It's a fabulous website. shows all the contact information, how they do their process. Great local company, trustworthy. Know them as personal friends. Go check it out. That is iBuyDeSoto.com. All right, we've got one more thing in our local news here. Coming soon, uh, we've got a sports bar coming called Let It Fly Sports Bar. It's going to be uh, opened by Mike Miller, a former Grizzly standout and two-time NBA champion. Let It Fly provides a unique dining experience featuring tons of sports channels in high definition, as well as a fun night out with their top-of-the-line golf simulator. Soon, you'll be able to golf over 80 championship courses right inside of Silo Square. Let It Fly, located on Getwell Road at the Silo, that will break ground it's coming this fall, and hopefully the opening date is scheduled for sometime uh, next summer. That's right. We decided to put this in here because, I mean, <clears throat> Silo Square is right on the edge of Olive Branch, and this is an opportunity for everybody. And so, given, given we're going to mention things that happen at Landers, we're going to mention things that happen in South Haven because residents of Olive Branch live right here, so you can go and take advantage of this. Another another big opening that's happening here is they have a broke ground. Well, they've been, they've been broke ground, but they're really about to start doing the finishing touches is, is that, that the Hueys right across, right there from Chick-fil-A and Olive Branch is – getting closer and closer by the day. We'll have us one of the best burger and fries joints right here in the heart of Olive Branch. Uh, so that'll be opening up real soon. So that's also exciting restaurant news for just something to add to those amenities for our Olive Branch residents. Hey, uh, you know, if any of anybody's listening from, from Huey's or Let It Fly, uh, we are available for your soft opening. And we would be more than glad to uh, make sure that all your cooking and all your service is running neatly. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're here. Uh, you can contact us uh, for that. And anything else, if you'd like to advertise with us as well, uh, you can email us at theobpodcast at gmail.com to get more information on that. But, yes, we are available for soft restaurant opening, openings at any time. Well said, sir. Well said. <laughs> I tell you, it's time for those dad jokes, brother. And of All course, right. this is brought to you by my, my man. That is Ali Edjalali of Alpha Insurance, the ace agency of Olive Branch. Guys, I've told you all several months back, Joker saved me over $900 for the whole year for insurance, and I have better coverage. If that doesn't get you you know, excited or, hey, maybe it's time to get that free quote, get to meet Ali and see what he's all about, 
this is the time to do it. Call his office. Trust me, you won't regret it. That's 662-893-0928. Get a free quote. Get to get to see this guy in action and understand that he's not playing. And this is great insurance at a great price. Seriously, go check it out. You can also call his personal cell phone, which is 1-843-324-0930. T, you ready for some jokes today, man? Yes, I'd love a little laughter in my life. Thank you. A little laughter. Okay. Well, hopefully I do a decent job on this one today. <laughs> All right, T. I completed my first jigsaw puzzle the other day, and I am really, really proud of myself. The box said three to five years, but it only took me 18 months. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're an Igmo, man. <laughs> T, I have decided I'm going to start a business to teach math to short people. I'm going to call it making the little things count. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, T, do you, you know I always knock on the refrigerator before I open it? You just never know. There could be salad dressing in there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I got, a, I got a good one for you. Are you ready? This is the, this is the coup de grace. Here we you go. better have it right here, buddy. Here we go. T, when I die, I want to do it just like my grandfather did, peacefully asleep. Not like the screaming passengers in his car. Now, that's pretty good. That would be one my old man would have told years ago. I'm here to tell you. Oh, guys. Well, hopefully everybody else enjoyed it as much as we did. And we hope you've hit the subscribe button and you're telling your friends, your family, and your coworkers about our podcast. I'm still laughing. That's a good one. All right, T, it's time for that motivational message, and this week is a doozy, man. What do you call it? I, you get to learn a little something you never knew, and you get to hear about a person who's done great things for other people, uh, done things through their lives to impact others, and then it has an awesome message at the end. I'm really excited for you to hear this and everybody else to hear this to kind of get that deep message. So let's go to that audio now. Another friend of mine named Yvonne Strait, she is 95 years old. 60 years ago, she had a daughter with Down syndrome. And back then, the age expecting somebody with Down syndrome was four or five years old. So I told Yvonne basically to put her child in an institution and let her child die. Well, Yvonne wasn't going for that. So she searched all over the country until she found somebody who finally got her child to make a noise because her child before that didn't even cry or anything. Yvonne started the Briarwood School, which is a school for children with severe learning disabilities. And then after they aged out, she founded Brookwood, which is a place in west of Houston where 99 full-time citizens there, all with severe disabilities, live there and they all have full-time jobs. Some of them might have Down syndrome, mental illness, whatever. And a lot of them were really competent men and women who got in a car or motorcycle accident and got brain impaired. So Yvonne gets all of them to have a job because she's found out over the years, anecdotally, that when people have a job, their self-esteem goes through the roof. So this guy was a big time executive. He got in a motorcycle accident, brain impaired, and he came to Brookwood. One Friday afternoon, Yvonne was sitting in her office and this guy's a grown man. He comes running down the hallway full speed with a piece of paper in his hand, you know, he's brain impaired. And he busts in the room where Yvonne was, he's shaking this piece of paper and she says, John, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? He says, Miss Straight, Miss Straight, Miss Straight, look what I got, look what I got, look what I got. She said, John, John, what'd you get, what'd you get, what'd you get? He said, I got a paycheck, I got a paycheck. I'm a real person now.
You know, a friend of mine uh, uh, told me one time, a, a long time ago, don't worry what other people think about you as long until you start worrying about how you think about yourself. So it's important to know what your worth is, because if you don't believe you're worth anything, nobody else is going to. And then when you do know you're worth something and people don't see that in you, you don't need to have them in, around in your life anyway. Oh, true. So true, man. So, so true. Uh, and this was, this was, I mean, I listened to this one 10 times in a row. It's just when you, when you re- realize what this woman went through and what she did and what she gave for others and then the, yeah. this guy's reaction and how it stuck with this guy and how it stuck with other people and how this made this story so impactful. Uh, just fantastic stuff, man. It's just, like you said, you know, worth, self-worth is so important. Absolutely. Knowing you have purpose in life, knowing that you can uh, accomplish and be meaningful to others, impact people both ways. And it's just, it's fantastic. And I absolutely love it. And that's why that's my favorite part of this, this show, why I enjoy doing it every week to be able to bring something out there that maybe just a little bit helps somebody be a better person or reminds them that mm-hmm. they are a good person and how much they can do more. And so I hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did. You gave me a shoulder when I needed it. All right, it's time for random fact stories you likely didn't know. Brought to you by Old Town Fitness. If you're looking for a non-typical gym that teaches its clients in a friendly group atmosphere without pressure or judgment, this is the place for you. Go check it out and meet the amazing owners who want to help you reach your goals today. They're located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. Hours are Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to noon and then again from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10. And they are closed on Sunday. Mr. Zachary, yes, did sir. you did you know? That in India, after attending more than 100 hearings, a 66-year-old man has won his 22-year-long court case after being overcharged for a train ticket back in 1999. In American money, he was overcharged by 25 cents. You want to talk about... Principles. You, that's exactly right. That's what just you took the word out of my mouth. It's the principle of it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dang. Woo. That, that dude got more money and he's got sense. Oh, good lord. Hey, but hey, he's a winner. All right. So <laughs> did you know on April Fool's Day in nineteen eighty nine, British billionaire Richard Branson released a hot air balloon shaped like a UFO over London and <laughs> and hired a dwarf dressed like E.T. to scare people when it landed. Man, I wish I'd seen that one. Cars pulled over, police forces mobilized, and the army was put on standby. That's fantastic. Are you kidding me? See that in today's world, you go to jail for that. I know it. I, I would have bought a ticket to see that, brother. That was fantastic. Oh, great. All right. Did you know Steven Spielberg? Did you know Steven Spielberg wanted to direct a James Bond film, but was turned down by Eon Productions? When he told this to George Lucas, Lucas said he had a film that was just like it, but even better. The story was about an archaeologist named Indiana. 
about that? How about that? <laughs> Thank you, Eon Productions. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I loved all the Indiana Jones movies. I thought the last one was pretty lacking, though. But I, but I thought no. all of them were pretty good. Yeah. No, the 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 Crystal Skull was a dud. In yeah. My so, somebody had some bills to pay. That's why they yeah, made that. No, one. they. The second that you had. Shia LaBeouf on a vine going going as fast as a Jeep is driving. Right. I was like, you lost me. You know, you've jumped the shark. You've gone too far with this. No. It's a negative. Do you know that they are actually filming the last Indiana Jones as we speak? They are bringing back his old tale uh, to do one more. What's the punchline? <laughs> I'm, I'm not waiting going for there. the punchline. I'm not going I, there. Is this another I'm dad joke? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going there. <laughs> I was fixing to say, if it was another dad joke, that's even funnier than the last one. <laughs> Indiana Jones in, in the rest home. <laughs> it's the rest going home right. of doom. That's it's the right. rest home of doom, yeah. <laughs> That's Give me back thing. my wheelchair. I know it. I or you had in the milk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. It's time for that sports section, guys. Last week we had a Massive, massive return on our episode. We deal with our three coaches, previewing everything. Uh, triple our numbers in listenership. People love some football around here. People love some high school sports. Three great coaches that really, really give back and want to talk about their kids. And guess what? They had a fantastic Friday night, all three of these gentlemen. And I was super excited to be able to get them on the podcast to talk about their successes, the kids, and everything else. It's just an absolute great, great opportunity. Hey, man, I love the promo video you put out for it too by the way yeah by the way, okay so about the promo video if you're listening guys go to twitter go to facebook whatever check out our deal uh last year we did three individual promo videos for each of the coaches to kind of promote our post game show um you know coach russell did a tombstone theme when they're coming out of pool field really cool uh he does this whole you know the western you know the eyes looking at you that was pretty fun and then of course we did a, a rocky theme for coach hectorn uh, you can find these on YouTube as well as on Twitter and everything else where, you know, he does the whole montage and Rocky and bandana. Yeah. And, of course, we got Coach Peacock to come out like, you know, uh, you know, WWE, Austin, you know, 316, you know, he's slamming must, you know, uh, Mountain Dews and just having fun. And you know, it's just another example of these coaches going the extra mile to help promote the kids, the program. This year, you're, the video you're talking about, um, it is we did a Top Gun theme and all three coaches came together to do this. Uh, and you tell me what other city, county, state where you can get three arch rival head coaches to come together, goof off together, make a promo video, have fun to promote their programs together. Right here in DeSoto County, video came out fun, and I've got a lot of positive experience, uh, you know, uh, feedback from it. And last year, the three videos garnered over 10,000 views. This one has already in less than a week, surpassed 8,000 views. Wow. Fully expecting it to blow, blow past last year's numbers. Super excited. Super fun. Just, you know, it just it makes it all worth it, man. Well, it, it, was, it, it. it was cool. They had the sunglasses. But I knew this was a, a Zach touch with, with, the, uh, with the helmets. Oh, yeah. Totally now, take as, the face as, back. As, as soon as I saw the helmets, I said, man, Zach went the extra mile on this. <laughs> Folks, he took the face mask off the, off the helmets. I, I'm not going to tell you. You got to go and see it. But I thought it was fantastic, dude. I did. I liked the call signs and everything oh, yeah. that was on, on there. We well, went I tell out. you what, you sure did, man. I got a friend of mine. 
you know, one of my other coaches at Center Hill, his wife has one of those cool cricket machines or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I called her on the eleventh hour and said, "Look, I need three call signs. These are the sizes. This there's one." She dropped everything, got to the store, got the vinyl, made it done, made this all happen. It, it was just, it was fantastic. It was. It was know? pretty it was, cool. A lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. But guys, look, like I was serious, we got to talk to all three coaches, great interviews, got to talk about Friday night, the highs, the lows, the mistakes, the good things that happened, um, and where they're going next week. I really hope you enjoy these audios. We're going to go ahead and play all three of these coaches here in a row uh, so you can learn about these games and what happened, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Coach Hector, brother, how we doing, man? Man, doing great. Man, I tell you, man, I know you was pretty excited in Jamestown the other night. Uh, you know, got you a W versus a quality opponent, man. What was the what was the atmosphere like, man? Tell me the truth. Uh, it, it was awesome. I mean, you know, uh, I, I can't say I necessarily turned around and and looked, but you you could feel the energy in the air. There were a ton of people there, and um, you know, it didn't feel like a jamboree. You know, a lot of those seemed like kind of glorified practice, and and this felt like regular season game and, and a lot of energy and, and our kids played hard. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a fantastic night and what we come to expect in Jamestown. Absolutely brother. Well, for our listeners that don't know that might've missed the ball game, y'all came away with a W, uh, you know, I think y'all scored twice. They scored once. I think it was, what was it 14 to eight was the final on the uh, two quarters versus independence. Yes, sir. That's is uh, like I said. I got to watch the tape. Got to talk to a lot of people who were there. It was electrifying. Uh, you know, kind of a heavy defensive struggle at first, uh, but I would say the story of the night was turnovers. You know, um, and uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely, and, and you know, it usually is when in the jamborees. And, and the thing that I kind of challenged our team with this week was uh, to execute. And whether you're watching high school football, college football, NFL. The first few weeks, you're going to see a lack of execution. And, you know, defense always seems to be a little ahead of the offense on that. You know, they're not as worried about timing and, and those types of things. So, um, you know, you, you come to kind of see those things and you learn from it. Um, you know, so, you know, we benefited from probably more than independence did with, you know, the amount of turnovers that we that we created or got. Um, but, yeah, turnovers were, were a big part of Friday night, as I'm sure they were. Uh, most everywhere yeah no doubt no doubt well like you said coach just a second ago you know the only score from independence was a uh, fumble a scoop and score from like 60 70 yards uh your defense kind of held him at zero for the entire game minus that one turnover i know y'all had a couple on them um but it was just kind of back and forth a defensive struggle um but let's talk about the offense first from the ball game you know, like, uh, you know, y'all are Lewisburg. Y'all are four, four wide. Y'all, you know, you know, try to create some excitement, like see the ball in the air. That's kind of who you are. That's the badge you wear. And uh, offensively, you know, after watching the tape and stuff, Coach, I would feel like your, your pass game from five to ten yards is by far your most effective weapon you have. I think y'all did a bunch of dink and dunk passes. Uh, quick, uh, quick screen game to your running back uh, was, uh, was probably your high efficiency for sure. Anytime you move the ball down the, uh, the field, that was definitely your go-to uh, struggle on a deep ball. Um, had some issues there. And then your run game was almost non-existent minus uh, one big series. Uh, you know, what, what, what were your thoughts on that? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, we, um, we, we have a lot of tags and things that, that kind of create a play that turns it into a pass. And, you know, I think sometimes we, you know, probably relied on that a little bit too much. Um, you know, so finally, we I think we at one point did say, "Hey, look, let's let's run the ball this series," and and we did some of that. And but you're right; those high percentage throws 
Uh, and again, what, whatever level of football you're talking about, much easier to kind of get those. And, you know, we're going to take four or five yards, however, however we can get them, whether that's running the ball or throwing a quick out or, or a hitch or something like that. Um, and, you know, those deep balls, we've got to get better at them. Uh, you know, we had, I think, three or four that were dropped um, in the first half. And I know we had at least two or three more dropped in, in the second half on the deep ball. So uh, some of them were great throws and just flat-out drops. Some were well-contested. Uh, so, yeah, we've, we've just got to – one of those things, we got to clean that up to be able to stretch the field a little better. I agree, Coach. Of course, I also know, Coach, you're missing your star wide receiver. I think you've got, he's out with a, an injury, as well as um, I think Independence has a pretty phenomenal safety that made some big-time plays. And so that definitely contributes uh, to you know y'all's pass game, especially when it comes to the deep ball. Uh, running back-wise, like you said, Coach, I think your running back was pretty solid. He was uh, fierce. Um, y'all got that one series you are talking about. Y'all ran like a you know, trap series up the, up the pipe like three or four times. Like he ended up getting, I don't know, 40, 50 yards in three plays. And then, of course, we we went forward on a fourth down after a couple struggle plays, and that was when we had the fumble. So, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, one of those bad things that happens. But it seems like it's more about your quarterback. He's kind of a gamer, coach. You know, uh, sometimes what I observe, and I think you would agree, is that sometimes you just got to let it let it go. You know what I mean? Throw the ball away, or you know, it plays just not there, and you know, you know, live and die for the next one. You know, would you agree with that? Hundred percent. I mean, it's one of those things that um, probably one of his greatest attributes is that he, he's. I think you said that right. He's a gamer. He's a competitor, and he he doesn't. He's not going to take that. Hey, this play's dead. This isn't going to work. He's going to find a way to try to make something happen. And I love that about him. But at the same time, I think we got to learn a little bit of sometimes you just got to live to fight another day. Um, in some of those situations, and you know that one the fumble that they scored on. I mean. Um, you know, we had a breakdown in, in uh, protection, and he got pressure right away and had two guys on him. He's trying to just get away from it. And the best thing to do is just, hey, we'll eat it. Uh, you know, I know it's a turnover on downs, but it's much better giving up, uh, you know, a touchdown, especially the way our defense was playing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the series before, um, we had some pressure. He escapes the pocket, and he keeps his eyes downfield, and he finds a guy down on the two, um, you know, dragging his toes out of bounds. And the next play, we walk in for a touchdown. So, you know, you don't want to completely take that away from him because that's who he is. And, and you know, he's going to help us win games by doing that. Um, but we do have to kind of learn, you know, when, when the best time is to maybe get rid of it or just, you know, just take it. And, and like I said, live to fight another day. But that's what these jamborees are for. And uh, we got, you know, great learning experience. We'll be able to watch the film with them uh, tomorrow. And, and it'll, it'll be great to uh, kind of go over those things. Coach, I would much rather have a guy who wants to be a gamer and never give up on a play than the opposite. So that's a good problem to have to try to work towards. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yep. So, Coach, let's switch over to that defense. Uh, you know, if you check Twitter and anybody else was there, your defense was stingy. It was uh, group mentality, gang tackling. Um, man, and I'll tell you, the most impressive thing I saw on defense was pursuit. It did not matter where the football was. It did not matter if the guy was faster. There was multiple guys in trail, on the, on the tackle, group tackling the whole nine yards, in position, rarely out of position. That's a huge compliment compared to where we were last year at this point. Uh, nothing against last year's team, but you know as well as I do, anybody can listen to our podcast from a year ago. Uh, there was a lot more cleaning up when it comes to defense and offense last year's Jamboree. And this year, it definitely looks uh, much improved. You look, you can definitely see guys who have seasoning or experience under their belt. And I thought 
defense played pretty darn well. I didn't see any individual standouts. I saw a lot of guys being in good position, making plays. If anything, I would say your corners made some fantastic plays coming up and challenging the run, especially on the edge. Um, you know, what, what were your thoughts on defense, Coach? Yeah, you know, and, and you kind of touched on a little bit from last year. And, and, you know, we started last year with very little experience on that side of the ball. And uh, we returned quite a few guys that, that, uh, that were either starters or got quite a bit of playing time. So that's gone a long, long way. But these guys have also really kind of rallied together this uh, past offseason, spring, summer. And, and uh, you know, they want to be great. They want to be a great defense, and they want to leave a legacy, uh, you know, for, for the future kids that come through our program. And um, so hats off to them and how hard they've worked, and you know, you're kind of seeing fruits of that a little bit. You know, and, and I agree, it's, it's hard to sit here and say, well, yeah, this guy or this guy stood out because, um, man, every time he turned around, it was somebody else making a play. And, uh, you know, I think if I agree completely if I had to pick anybody that stood out, our, both of our corners, C.J. Johnson and Cody Gilmore, I thought were great in coverage. Uh, Cody had two interceptions. Um, CJ had several big pass breakups, and and man, they came up and set an edge over and over and over. And uh, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to see when your your defense swarms that like that. It's um, it, it makes the game a lot of fun, and uh, man, it excites everybody. It gets the offense going. Uh, so really proud of those guys and 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 what they're doing. You know, I'm, I've always kind of been a defensive guy, so when uh, you know, I always think your defense should kind of lead your team, and, and our defense is doing that right now, just with their play, their energy, uh, and again, the way that they trust each other. I agree, Coach. I agree. I definitely think that was a statement for the ball game for sure. Well, Coach, again, congrats on that jamboree. That's big time. But again, that was kind of a practice game, and you know, you don't want to hang your hat on that. We got a really good series this week. Is big. This is going into your first game of the season where it counts. Really, you know. Uh, on the record board and so uh, tell everybody who do we have this week home away the whole nine yards yeah we're going to travel over to Lake Hormant uh, Friday night and um, you know this is a a uh, big strong fast athletic team um, you know and, and and when I think of Lake Hormant you know I've, I've been back up in this area for about five or six years now and and they've been one of the most, if not the most consistent program uh, since I've been back up here. And, and uh, you know, we, we've got a big test ahead of us. But uh, I, I tell you, man, we're excited about it. Our kids are excited about it. Um, you know, you, get, you just got to have an opportunity. And we can look at it as, man, these guys are really good and get worried about it. Or we can say, man, these guys are really good. And what a unbelievable opportunity we have in front of us to go play uh, players like this. So, um, it's going to be a fun night. We're excited to get over there and get our season kicked off. And um, I know it's going to be a, a huge challenge, but uh, again, we're, we're excited for the opportunity. I hear you, Coach. You know, talking about Lake Karma just for just for a second, um, they played Hernando in a jamboree, and in their two quarters, believe it or not, lost to Hernando in their two varsity quarters. To what I understand. Uh, kind of came out to a slow start, evidently struggling kind of at the quarterback position. But they have a lot of talent. Um, on that field, uh, a couple of SEC guys, uh, some guys making some big time recruiting, uh, very a lot of speed everywhere. Uh, so it should make for a good challenge for you guys. Uh, I think it's going to come down to that, like I said, that old bug of you know, reduce those turnovers and high consistency in, in your in what y'all do best. It's going to give you all the best opportunity to win, and I think you I think you have a chance to come out of there with a W. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one thing that definitely improves when 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 you see uh, what happened Friday and you watch the film that. You know, they're good, but they're also human, you know, but, 
you know, looking at it, it was a lot of the same stuff, the same conversation we're having about, you know, the things that we did well or didn't do well. I mean, very similar to them, you know, um, you know, some, some drop balls, missed assignments, you know, little things like that, that they can quickly kind of add up. So, um, I know those guys are well coached. They're going to get them right. And, uh, again, we're, we've got a challenge ahead, but you know, again, a great opportunity for us. I hear you, Coach. Well, guys, everybody listening, that's going to be at Lake Comrades Field Friday night, 7.30 p.m. for game one of the season. Coach Hector, man, I can't thank you enough for your time, brother. We wish you guys the best of luck Friday night, and y'all bring home the W for that Lewisburg community here. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right, Coach. Thanks again for your time, brother. Yes, sir. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698 or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. Coach Russell, brother, how we doing this afternoon, man? Man, I am good. I'm good. How about you, man? Man, I'm doing good. Getting to talk to my coaches this week and getting to know that they all won their ball games. Had Some had some uh, struggles first, but then were able to come back. Other ones... You know, had some big turnover issues, and other one played a real novice team. So it's been, it's in, it's kind of, it's kind of a mixed bag. But man, let's talk about OB. Congrats, y'all uh, were able to, in your two quarters. Y'all were able to take down Corinth. Was a very talented, physical football team. Uh, y'all got down 2-0 and were able to come back with very little time and punch one in to take the W. Uh, what was the atmosphere like uh, over there at Olive Branch that night? I think the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, you, you talk about a. A big time high school football atmosphere. We had you know the, the stands were packed. Uh, the band did a fantastic job. The uh, you know all of the kids that were involved in game day. I, I was just I was very very impressed with what all they did. Uh, we've did we've done some uh, done some things as far as changing up game day atmosphere. Um, I uh, I did what all good husbands do, and they listen to their wife. And my wife uh, she's really good at that kind of stuff. And she told me she said let's change this, this, and this. I said, okay, those are some great ideas. And so we, uh, we got with, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald and the band and, and those guys, and they started doing a, uh, you know, they did a walkout for the team, brought the team out onto the field. And, uh, you know, that was really cool. Kind of set the tone, got everybody involved. Then they came out onto the field and, and formed the run through line. And, and then they actually moved down to the, to the end of the stadium which was really cool, um, you know, over there on the concrete bleachers. And uh, and then we actually added in-game experience with the music. And uh, so we have a DJ up in the in the booth that's playing music kind of like a college game. I mean, so atmosphere was awesome. The fans were excited. There was a ton of people in the stands. And, you know, I just uh, – it was an electric Friday night atmosphere. I heard that, Coach. And like I said, I spoke to uh, Mr. Stripling and a few other people were there, and they, they agree with you. I mean, there was a lot of people excited about this season. It was great to see the field, great weather. Um, you know, it's just it's just a real electric situation. But uh, let's get to the ball game. People want to know your thoughts about how the game went and so on. Coach, when I watched the tape and talked to people, uh, the story of the night was penalties. Um, you know, it's just uh, mental errors. 
you know, a lot of struggle back and forth. Uh, the, the yellow flags got used quite a bit. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, early early season games, you have a lot of penalties. I mean, it just happens a lot of times. You know, our biggest issue was cadence. You know, uh, uh, we're facing a team with a different cadence than we have. You know, they did a lot of check with me, hard count, and they look over the sideline. We, we warned the kids about it. We talked to them about it. But until you get in game situation, you're amped up, excited to go, you know, you kind of make those mistakes. You know, we had, uh, we had two offside penalties with our interior defensive linemen. Um, we had uh, two offside penalties uh, with, with our corners actually lining up offsides, which is an easy fix. We'll get that fixed. Um, guys just kind of getting right in the, you know, we play a little bit of press, um, and they were getting right in their face. And uh, that outside linebacker jump offside is excited that was about to come on blitz. I mean, so, you know, some things that are that are easily fixed, you know. Um, we'll work those all this week. Uh, we did have a, uh, a couple – personal foul or we had a personal foul penalty and we had a face mask uh obviously we're not going to uh i don't, I don't look very fondly upon those things and and those will be handled uh this week we don't we don't present ourselves that way and uh so anytime you do that you know a, a foul of aggression when you're actually in the play and you make a mistake you can live with that uh when you do something after the play yeah that's unacceptable in my opinion so we'll, we'll get those things corrected uh, get the penalties down, and, uh, you know, I think the, the production will, will be there. I heard that, Coach. Well, let's dive into the offense-defense here. Uh, offensively, Coach, you know, this was a big defensive game. Both teams were pretty stingy on defense, and so when we talk about your offense, you know, I know you got – we talked about last week about your senior leadership and guys coming out, a lot of team speed. Um, you know, I think Corinth matched up pretty well when it came to, you know, y'all trying to move to the edge. But the thing to talk about, Coach, is, you know, last year y'all really struggled passing, but this game – uh, we've got some positive stats on your throwing game. Uh, you know, I think, would you say three for four for this ball game, which yeah. is big. I know it's not a lot of passes, but uh, pr- completion percentage is a, is a big deal. And uh, believe it or not, your downhill run game was really impressive. You know, kind of the reason you got your late score, a lot of uh, downhill, your offensive line really you know, kicking into gear, running back moving hard. Uh, you know, would you agree with those assessments? Yeah, you know, for us, you know, coming into this game, you have very, very limited film. You've got basically the film we had from last year, and, of course, they changed things up, have a, have a different guy calling their defense. So we didn't have a great idea of exactly what they were going to do. You know, Coach Dye and I, we talked before the game, and he, he described it, but it's, it's hard to, see, to, to simulate that without being able to see it on film, and we weren't able to see it on film. Um, so it took a little bit of in-game adjustment. Um, after we figured out exactly how they were aligning uh, in the game, we were able to attack it a little bit better and found a couple ways. And, um, you know, Jay Jones did a great job, off our offense coordinator, of finding some uh, things that they were weak on and uh, exploiting those things and uh, that you saw our run game kind of take off as the game went. Um, and, again, I think we, we would have been a little bit better quicker uh, had it been that we had some film and we could see those before we actually walked out there onto the field. Absolutely. Well, Coach, um, quarterback play. You know, there were several times, uh, you know, he dropped back, he'd throw a good ball, or if the, the heat was on, he took off and ran, made good decisions. You know, how, what were your thoughts on quarterback play? Yeah, Raheem did a great job. Raheem Vance, our starting quarterback right now, and he, uh, I'm telling you what, he, Raheem did a great job. He went three for four. Uh, we, we probably, we, we had 22 offensive snaps, so we, we had a very limited amount of offensive snaps of our varsity guys you know four plays we called 
I think out of that, out of uh, excuse me, twenty-two plays, we called I think seven different passes. Pre-snap called them, um, and just kind of the situation would, would dictate that. Uh, we gave up a sack on one. Uh, Raheem pulled it down a couple different times and ran the ball. Uh, he went three for four, seventy-five percent. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. He made good decisions with the football, and so we're really excited about him. And I tell you, when he pulled it down and ran it. You saw what kind of athlete he is. I mean, he's a big kid. I mean, he's 6'3", 215 pounds, and he's running downhill, and he's fast and strong and physical. So um, he, he definitely gives us a, a great option as, at running the ball as well as throwing the ball. Agreed, Coach. Agreed. Coach, you're an offensive line guy. I'm an offensive line guy. What was your opinion of your offensive line for the ball game? Well, you know, like I said, they settled in as the game went. You know, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, you go out there – uh, kind of blind going into a game as far as what, what you're going to see defensively. And they're a good defensive front. I mean, they've got two big boys up front that, that could start for a whole lot of people. And, uh, you know, so they were a good test. Uh, of course, we've got some guys that have played a whole lot of football up there on that offensive line. And, you know, Coach Jones, because Justin Jones did a good job of breaking those things down on the sideline, making sure they knew how to block the, the front that we were presented with. And, uh, you know, they, they did a lot better as the game went for sure. Agreed, Coach. Agreed. Well, like I said, Coach, I think offensively, well, I think once y'all got into your groove and penalties kind of reduced, y'all moved the ball well, and I think there's going to be a solid production there. But let's go over to the defensive side. Uh, Coach, you weren't lying when you said team speed on defense. Guys flying to the football, pursuit was strong. Uh, you had some, uh, you know, like I think an outside linebacker, even a defensive end a couple times, make some big plays in the backfield. Uh, but overall, I couldn't tell you that I saw one person stand out over the rest. It looked like a great team effort on defense. What was your assessment of the defense? Yeah, I mean, fast. I mean, we, we look really, really fast to turn on the film. And, um, you know, I don't know if it was the gold jerseys or not, but we sure were looking fast out there. Man. Those guys uh, – you know, that's that's what we we talk about it all the time. Our advantage is our team speed. We've got a ton of speed. And if you're not running full speed, you're taking away and negating our advantage. And so uh, Coach Frazier, our, our, our defense coordinator, does a great job of preaching that to those guys. And in every drill that we go through, I mean, we're chasing the football. We limit reps in practice because we want every rep to be full speed. We don't keep those guys out there for – you know, 15, 20 plays in a team period, we'll rotate those guys out with a second group every five plays just so that they can continue to instill in them in, in themselves about running to the football and how important that is. And you saw it on film. I mean, we're, you know, the ball's getting tackled. There's 10 guys right there. You know, we're, we're all around the football. And, uh, you know, that's impressive. And that, that made me very happy because uh, you're going to make mistakes. You know, teams are going to make blocks, going to make catches, all that kind of stuff. But if you run to the football – especially if you run the football with the kind of speed that we have on the field, you know, good things happen. No doubt. Coach, one of the things I got to say I was most impressed with, y'all had a great goal line stand. Uh, looks like right there on the one-yard line, two-yard line, fourth down. Uh, y'all were able to hold the line, hit some people in the teeth, you know, and I know that was to create an excitement. I get that the next play, of course, you end up getting a safety off to you know off a tough play right there in the end zone but i thought that was a big big moment for you guys defensively i thought that was great um you know some other big moments in the game like you talked about um vance uh tucking the ball on a, a non-throw play and getting i don't know 15 20 yards right up the pipe uh, i think that was big shows a lot of confidence and uh how he's going to be this year 
I also saw uh, several times y'all uh, y'all tried to run the tunnel screen. Uh, it was beautiful, and just a guy happened to make a good play. You had four or five linemen downfield. He was gonna he was gonna go all the way to the house. There was no doubt. You know, you had, unfortunately, you know the Corinth guy made a good play in the situation, but uh, you know you've got there was a lot of big moments there. Some were like huge potential. Some that really you know came through. Uh, so I, I could definitely see y'all becoming more and more of a big play team. Uh, do y'all kind of feel the same way? Well, that's something that we stress. You know, it's it's there's a percentage, and it's a really high percentage. I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to try to quote a number, but it's a it's a very high percentage of the times you have eight uh, or more explosive plays in a game. You know, and we want to find those explosive plays. You know, there's a reason that you know um, that Ole Miss always talks about you know score from far. You know, they want they want they want explosive plays. We all want explosive plays because it's hard for the defense to to match that and it, and it puts the defense in a mind when you're able to get those explosive plays. So yes, yeah, definitely. I definitely see that. And again, somebody that comes with our passing game. I mean, you know, we're, you know, if we, if we can complete, you know, greater than 60% of our passes, we're able to attack downfield a little bit and it's going to loosen things up in our run game. So uh, when, when the defense has to, to cover the entire field, uh, it makes it a whole lot harder on them rather than just being able to pack everybody in the box and try to stop your run. I agree, Coach, 100%. Well, Coach, again, congrats on a, com- a great little comeback there uh, in the half to take the W from a very talented Corinth team. But let's move forward to this week for game one of the regular season. Who do we have Friday night? Now we've got Neshoba. We've got a great football team coming in Friday night here at Pool Field. So hopefully we have, a, we have packed stands again and 7.30 start time. I'm excited about it. They're a great team. They played for the north half last year in 5A. Uh, they've got some really talented kids, really big defensive linemen. Uh, they've got two really good running backs. They've got uh, they've got a, a sophomore quarterback that looked really good in the jamboree. So we got a talented crew coming in uh, that we're going to face off against on Friday night. So I'm excited about the test coming up. That sounds great, Coach. You know, to me, there's nothing better than playing quality opponents, even when it's out of district or you know out of play, because uh, this is what's really going to prepare your kids for your you know your talent level and the quality of your you know of the district you're in to be the best you can be. <clears throat> and so, Neshoba, like you said, is a very very solid team um, that should make for a great great contest. Well, Coach, I got to say thank you for your time, and we want to wish you guys a great week of practice. Uh, I know Friday night looks like the weather seems to be holding right now, and, uh, and it's not going to be too hot. should be another great, great uh, atmosphere. And, uh, you know, wish you luck to bring home the W for that, uh, that home crowd. Yeah, I, look, I appreciate it. We're excited about being here. We're excited about the, uh, the atmosphere at our games. And just, you know, we hope that everybody shows back up out again and has a great time, enjoys a Friday night. We, we walk out of there with the win. Absolutely, brother. Well, again, thanks again, Coach, for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. I think it's very light to rock around. That's right on top. Hey, 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 Coach Peacock, brother, how we doing today, man? Oh, doing good, man. Doing good. About to head home from the school. I heard that. Working late on a Sunday, getting those kids ready. I, I hear you, brother. Your commitment is well known. So, what was the atmosphere like Friday night after a glorious, glorious football game? Uh, you know, the kids were excited. It was, a, it was had a good crowd, man. I was really impressed with our crowd. The student section was out there in full force. Um, you know, so I was, I was really pleased with the crowd we had. Um, you know, 
kids were super excited about, you know, winning and, and playing well at times. Um, you know, so we're just uh, ready to get to the real thing now. We've got a, a much bigger challenge this week in Clarksdale. But, um, you know, overall, pleased with, uh, with the atmosphere and excitement that we had Friday night. I agree, Coach. I think it was a great, great environment. And uh, talking about the football game, Coach, I mean, y'all walked away uh, 34 to nothing, uh, you know, against Bahia. And, uh, you know, let's, we can all be honest with ourselves, Coach. That's what this show is about, is calling it like it is. Bahia was behind the curve. They had a brand-new coach a couple weeks back. Uh, they're coming in trying to uh, do a wing T program, uh, you know, style of offense, which takes a good long time, smart kids, a lot of uh, a lot of reps to be able to master. And uh, you know, they did they did well for what little time they had, and it was a hard situation. But uh, you know, I'm not taking away from you guys. You guys, what I thought was fantastic was is the level of execution was really really sharp. I mean, you know when. Y'all ran your, your your triple and you ran your belly, all these different plays, and and uh, you know it looked fantastic. And I think the theme for y'all was big plays. I mean, uh, you know, I mean y'all had some big time run plays, but the shocker of them all was is some big time pass plays for touchdowns over forty yards. Uh, you know, just absolutely phenomenal. Like you mentioned in our uh, last week's episode, which had great uh, feedback. You know, talking about airing the ball out and letting six four receivers go get it, and man, they did, and they. Uh, Big time plays, a lot of excitement, and uh, I think that's why the final score is the way it was. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, I thought uh, for the most part we played fairly well. We made, you know, uh, obviously by hell he was in a tough spot. The coach has only been there since the last week of July, um, trying to install a new offense. And, um, you know, JV, they, they just they didn't have enough. They only Everybody had to play both ways, so we kind of tired them out. Um, so, you know, uh, we did what we were supposed to do against a team we were better than, and that's win and win with some uh, um, gap in the margin. You know what I mean? Some Absolutely. some confidence, uh, whatever. But uh, you know, we we definitely made some mistakes and definitely have some stuff to clean up. You know, we misread some triple option plays in the JV. Um, some of those long runs were just you know a kid made a play when he really should have gave the ball or, or done something different. Um, uh, you know, passing game-wise, we did not throw it very much, but we threw – I think in both games we were one-for-one for, one for a long touchdown. Um, I would have liked to have been able to work the passing game more, but, you know, obviously we got up quick and, and I didn't want to, you know, embarrass nobody or anything like that. So we uh, didn't throw the ball that much. Um, they struggled. You know, I think I think our first three drives in varsity started inside the 20 because of turnovers, and it was – it was new offense ball handling issues, you know, for the most part. It wasn't ball security deals. It was just, you know, quarterbacks trying to hand it off underneath and it hits a knee or something like that. Um, you know, I think we've obviously got some positives that came out of it, um, but we've got a lot to kind of clean up before we play Clarksdale this week um, for sure. I hear you, Coach, and I agree with that. And I, and I appreciate you being candid about it, you know. Uh, it's easy to look at a score and say, "Wow, they're going to they're going to be phenomenal," uh, but you knowing the whole thing and seeing that you still make mistakes and you know look at things to improve upon and don't get the big head about stuff. It, you know, it's just an example of you know you want to make sure you have quality wins, quality program, 
and so the kids understand that each week is a, is a new contest. You can't you can't look at the successes of the past as a way that's going to mean you're going to win the future. So I, I think it's a great way of looking at it. Well, let's let's focus on Clarksdale, coach. What what are we looking at? I, I know they're a pretty talented team. Um, I think they got some big recruits. What what, what are y'all looking for this week to practice? Uh, I mean, they're a good football team. You know, we got a, a big chance of rain every day this week. I think Monday through Wednesday. So just hoping we can get outside. Uh, we've got their, you know, Jamboree film against Rosa Fort. A lot of talent on the field. Um, they've got a number one that plays uh, some safety and some quarterback. Also returns kicks. He's a uh, Mississippi State commit. Um, he's, you know, 6'4", 180 pounds, something like that. Runs well. Um, so if we can hem him up and tackle him, I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. Um, but, you know, that's a tall task. Uh, they're big. They're big up front. They're big on the defensive line. Um, you know, uh, Coach Johnson uh, had been the head coach there for a while. He retired within the last year, and so they've got a new head coach, but it's a guy who's been on staff um, with Coach Johnson, I think, the last six or seven years. Uh, so, you know, I think he'll do a good job. He's been the defensive coordinator. So I don't think we'll see a whole lot of changes from what they've done here recently, but, um, you know, definitely got a new new head guy. So, I may see a few wrinkles here or there. Um, uh, but, you know, just a, just overall talented, well-coached football team. Well, it sounds like it would be a great contest for sure. Well, Coach, before, before we cut you loose, you know, uh, going back to Friday night, did you have any kids that really kind of stepped out for you, kind of surprised you, or did some things that you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, you know, Akadis Kimball, I think, would be a, our defensive player of the week. Really, uh, I think he had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. Um, several tackles, you know, really played well. I think he's going to be a really good prospect, a defensive line here, uh, you know, in the near future. Um, I thought, um, you know, we threw a kid in the mix um, that's only been with us a couple of weeks, Anthony Woods, played a little outside linebacker, did a few things good there, also played some special teams uh, and did some really good things there. Um you know, really excited about about him and him progressing. He's a sophomore, so a young kid is gonna gonna see some playing time uh, in this year, but definitely the next couple of years. And then offensively, I thought thought we did you know some decent things, but I thought we made too many mistakes. Uh, but uh, our center Marcus uh, Jones uh, had a pretty good game. Um, I thought our B backs ran hard. Um, we played uh, a freshman who's going to be a, a name to watch here in the in the the metro area over the next couple of years, uh, Lawrence Altry. Um, uh, he's going to be a dude for us at B-Back uh, for the next three years. Um, he played a quarter of varsity and had some some hard, you know, those running yards as a freshman, so he's going to really be one to watch. Um, I thought a quarterback played well, um, uh, Jaden uh, Logan. Uh, I don't think he missed any reads. Um uh, in the varsity game, and that's that's big. That's what we've got to have. Had a big run at the end of the game, the last play of the game, um, and then of course through the big touchdown pass. Um, so you know, did did some good things. Roger Jefferson, he he caught the big touchdown. Um, so uh, again, don't, I don't want to take anything away from our kids, but I, I just feel like uh, we uh, have a lot to clean up and a lot to lot to to fix and get better at uh, before we play Clarksdale. I hear you, Coach. Again, really appreciate you hitting us with that and letting you know highlighting those kids. It means a lot, and we want to wish you a good week of practice. I uh, hope the weather holds up, and uh, this game will be home game Friday night, seven thirty at Center Hills. For anybody who's coming out there, come out uh, support. 
get loud and proud, make it, make it, make it a, quite an environment for these kids that we would much, much appreciate it. But, Coach, again, thanks for your time. We really appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week. All right, sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for all y'all do. Well, look, man, congrats to all three of those teams. Uh, had a great night Friday night. Uh, I'm sure the crowds were good there. I know everybody's all pumped up, ready to go, and uh, looking forward to great seasons from Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill. No doubt, no doubt. Well, guys, that kind of wraps up our show. We hope you enjoyed those interviews and all of our content. And, you know, we always appreciate you. We hope that you've liked our episode. We hope that you're sharing our episodes. You know, guys, you can hit this link off of your podcast catcher and everywhere else you use and tell your friends, your family, like we talk about all the time. And guys, of course, if you like our show, we also have a brother podcast down in Hernando called Under the Water Tower. They do a very similar show, and they focus on Hernando, North Point, um, areas of schools and stuff, and do great, great content. So there's another one great to check out. That is Under the Water Tower. But we're going to call it for this week, and uh, again, hope you come back next week. Until then, I'm Zach. I'm T. We'll see you all then, brother. There's two things that you're going to find out. She fights like a man and she cusses real loud. If I was smarter, I'd have stayed myself at home.